Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit-based ministry, because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God-given mandate is to raise base in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God, and his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing, and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are boasting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you are about to listen to has been designed by God specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with us, leaving a write-up of it in the comment section. Or you can send it to us via email at contact at pdjministries.org. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. See, anytime I realize that I have entered another level, when I look into the mirror, I realize that my face has changed. It has become smooth. That I see the glory, not a pimple, not one. Then I know I have entered another realm of glory. That is for me. When I realize there are some pimples, you know what I do? I go into the word and I look and I read and I read and I read and I read. What did the Bible say? We all with open faces looking us in the mirror said the glory said we shall be changed. Try it and see. Don't go and spend money at Alio. Go and pay and then they pimples you. Go and do facial. You can facial your face spiritually. Glory doesn't allow wrinkle. No stretching of faces. Try this. Try it. You see, your face is always glowing. There are some of you, when I see you, even, even not on church days, I know you are doing something at home. Because immediately I see you, I see your face glowing. There's this light. It's beautiful. It's like pons, pons. On your face. Spiritual pons. What she sang. If you are going to be, you are going to attract a man of your dreams. Put on that spiritual pawns. It is called beauty in the spirit. So the Bible says that, and he took the raven, raven, and asked the raven to go. But the raven didn't come back again. He stood out there. I'm wondering what kind of strength it was. Why? Because the raven is an animal that eats carcass, dead things. So when the raven went out. The raven saw <laughs> dead animals, dead people on the face of the water hanging somewhere. So the raven was enjoying that. And the Bible confirms in Luke chapter 12. It tells you something about the raven. I won't focus my time on the raven. We are not supposed to eat those kind of things. Dead things. Luke 12, 24. He said, consider what? The ravens. Consider what? The ravens. They neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouse nor barn. And God feedeth them. He said, how much more? I love these words. How much more are ye better than the fowls? This scripture tells us that God is 
merciful to both believers and non-believers. He feeds everyone. But it does not make salvation automatic. God allows the sun to shine on all of us. He allowed the rains to come on all of us. That is his love to humanity. But it does not promise salvation. You must receive Jesus to be saved. Are you with me? So the ravens went out and they were enjoying dead things. That is not what God for you. So, because he said, are you not much more better? So God does not expect you to eat dead stuff. Hmm? You are not like the raven. The raven cannot be compared to you. Because he said, much more are you better than the fowls. Go back again, Genesis. Uh-huh. Then he said, He also sent a dove from him to see if the waters were abated. Meaning that the water is, is going down, down and down and down from the face of the ground. Now, during the first episode, we realized and established that the water standard stood for what? Judgment. So, and, and the judgment came upon the people that were outside the ark. Okay? And they died. So now, I want you to see it in that line. You remember that the ark is Christ. And remember that Noah is what? Rest. Okay. So, yes. So see. Noah, rest. Took the dove. And let the dove out. To go and see. If the waters have abated. For the water. Abated means that there is no judgment. Judgment is being depleted or, you know, dealt with. Now, when judgment is done with, there will be rest for the dove. Do you get it? Now, when the Bible talks about dove, it refers to two things. Dove could be an emblem of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not a dove. The Holy Spirit is not a bed. It is just an emblem. Okay? An emblem. And the dove could also be an emblem for the church. You and I. I'll show you a few scriptures. You ready? Show me Songs of Solomon. How many of you read Songs of Solomon? Gentlemen, that's why you don't have lyrics. That's all you remember there. He said, your love is better than wine. He said, I lay upon my bed. Oh, so Solomon, man. May you not receive the spirit of Solomon. You die early. I was watching a short movie on Solomon. And he had a lot of children. And he came to the mother. And the mother says, oh, you have a lot of wives. He said, oh, I love women. <laughs> he, said, he said, oh, mother, I love women. Hey. Uh-huh. My dove. 
my undefiled is but one. She is the only one of her mother. She is the choice of her that bear her. The daughters saw her and and blessed her. Yea, the queens and the concubines and they praised her. Yeah, he's talking about the church. Church. Go to Song of Solomon chapter 1 verse 15. Behold, thou art fair, my love. Behold, thou art fair. Thou hast dove's eyes. Yeah, please. If you use this scripture on anyone, it will backfire in Jesus' name. So you see, he's always talking about how beautiful the church is. Remember, we are the bride of Christ. Now, go to chapter 2, verse 14. He said, Oh, my dove, that art in the cleft of the rock. So you see, cleft of the rock. Talking about who? So he's saying you are in the cleft of the rock. Who is in the cleft of the rock? The church. So the dove stands for the church. He says, in the secret place of the stairs. Do you know the secret place of the stairs? In the Holy Ghost. Let me see thy countenance. Let me hear thy voice. For sweet is thy voice. And thy countenance is comely. So you see, the dove also stands for the, the church. So now he says in, in the verse, he said he, he sent forth a dove. Now here, he's talking about the Holy Spirit. Okay? And he said he sent forth a dove from him. To see if the waters were abated from off the face of the ground. Uh huh. But this is what I want you to see. But the dove found no rest for the sole of her foot. And she returned unto him into the ark. For the waters were on the face of the whole earth. Then he put forth his hand, took her and put her into him. Into the ark. Unto him into the ark. So he's saying that the spirit of God moved, okay, over the surface of judgment to see if judgment had gone down. But when the Holy Spirit went out, outside, he found no rest. So what did he do? He came back to the place of rest. And the place of rest was only found in Christ. Listen to this because I'm going to share something with you. Now, remember, go to Genesis chapter 1 verse 3. Say the Holy Spirit. Spirit. And God said, let there be... No, okay, verse 2. Quickly. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of moved upon the face of now remember these waters stood for judgment that was upon the earth so the earth has been judged already and the spirit of God came from that day the spirit of God never found rest 
So it moved upon the face of the waters. It moved and moved and moved. You will be asking, how does this concern you? I'm coming. The Spirit of God moved. And since that day, it has been, he has been moving and moving, finding no rest. Until one day, when Jesus came in John chapter 3, and the Bible says that, and when Jesus was baptized, and he was coming out of the water, the Bible says, now the Spirit descended as a dove. And what? Set till rested on him. Jesus was the only place of rest that the Holy Ghost had and settled and entered. Remember, he said, and, he, and the bed returned to the ark and he took the bed unto him into. Catch this revelation. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit did not find rest on the people. Why? I mean, in the people because they were working in the law. So what does he do? He comes upon them for a while and he goes back because there's no rest. So he will come and use Elijah and goes back. He will come and use Isaiah and goes back. But the Bible says the day that the Holy Ghost entered in, came upon Jesus, it entered him. Look for one. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost. But when you go to chapter 3, I think verse from 22, and the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove. That is where people pick it and say the Holy Ghost is a dove. He is not a dove. Your God cannot be a bird. He only descended like like a dove upon him. Now you can see the statement upon him here. And a voice came from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved son. In thee I am well pleased. The father was excited that the Holy Ghost has found a place of rest. So the Holy Ghost came upon Jesus not in the similitude of the Old Testament people. The Holy Ghost came upon him. We see it here. But when you go to chapter 4 verse 1, he says now he was full of the Spirit. What does he mean? What he means is that the Holy Ghost came upon him and entered him. Because the Holy Ghost must found rest in him. Christ. You get it? From that day, the Holy Spirit stopped falling on people. He enters the beloved. Why would you receive the Holy Ghost? Because you are found in the beloved. You are found in the first rest of the Holy Ghost. And so he enters you. But you see, when I am ministering like this, the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, he shall be with you and he shall be in you. Immediately I pick the mic. His manifestation now settles on me from within. And he gives me enablement, revelations, understanding. My leg could be paining me like this. But immediately I pick the mic, he gushes out for me 
and settles around me, the pain will leave. And I can preach for seven hours, ten hours. Once I put the mic down and I sit, that manifestation that enabled me leaves. And so I will feel the pain again. You remember when my back broke? I preached for two and a half hours. And I couldn't feel the pain. Meanwhile, my back was broken. They carried me. But when I was sitting on the, on the couch, I, I was moving myself. Why? Because the spirit gushed out and settled on my body. And took, because he must seize me. So I don't do anything with myself. How does that concern you as well? Listen. When you mix, remember the people that were outside were full of the law. When you mix the grace of God with the law, huh? you put yourself under curse. Even though you are not supposed to be cursed. What am I saying here? The believer cannot be cursed, right? It's because God wants you to walk under grace. The moment you begin to put yourself under the works of the law, Galatians chapter 3 verse 10 to 12. But if you choose to live in bondage under the legalistic rule of religion, what is religion? Doing everything to please God. Doing everything for God to be happy with you. That's religion. The Muslims are praying five times so that God can have mercy on them. So that God can, God, God, they can be closer to God. Or they can find God. That's religion. He says what? You live, you live under the law's curse. For it is clearly written, utterly cursed is everyone who fails to practice every detail and requirement that is written in this law. Now look at it in the King James. For as many as are of the works, not the law itself, but the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, cursed is everyone that continueth not in all the things which are written in the book of the law to do them. 11. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident. For the just shall live by faith. So you must live your life by faith. You live your life by faith. If you live your life by faith, you will not live your life in accordance with the law. Now he did not say by the law. He said by the works by the works of the law. And I keep telling you, Satan knows this thing. He will use it on you. Lord, why am my business not because I'm not praying too much? Because I'm not fasting too much? Because I'm not doing this too much? Because I'm sinning too much? Because I'm doing too much? Oh Lord, you are far away from me. God, prepare in me a new heart and a, 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 a right spirit within me. Oh God, mold me again. Oh God, stretch me. Oh. The works of the law. You want to be pleased 
Or you want to be pleasing unto him. You want to be right before him. You think it's your works. He says, anytime you begin to do this one, you put yourself under curse. Because you have ignited the law. And and there's a consequence for the law. Because if you break any of those, you are broken all. You are not supposed to be there. That is why when the dove went out, it did not stay. Because it did not find a place of rest for its foot. It came back to the place of rest which was in Christ. Your place of rest is in Christ. Your place of, 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 of rest is in Christ. Verse 11. Okay, 12. And the law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. The law is not of faith, the man that doeth them shall live in them. You do the law, you live in the law. Now, when you live according to the law, the spirit of God cannot settle on you. Even though he's in you. What does he mean? I'll say that again. The spirit of God cannot settle on you because he can't find, he can't find rest on curse. So, you have the Holy Ghost. You are saved. You are righteous. You are holy. You are everything. But the spirit of God can't settle on you. Now, when I say he can't settle on you, what it means is that you will not see the manifestations of the spirit. Hmm. Because in your business, you should see the manifestations of the Holy Ghost. In your marriage, you see the manifestations of the spirit. In every area of your life, you see the manifestations. Jesus said he's called the works. You know, the Holy Ghost is called the work of God. He said, the words that I speak, do you know what happened in the meeting on the last day? There were things God did not show me. There were things I said and they turned. There were things I said and the Holy Ghost made it. When he settles on you, your words becomes his work. Jesus said in John 14, 10, he said, the words that I speak, I speak not of myself. But the Father that liveth in me or dwells in me, he doeth these works. The words you speak, he will do them. But he needs to be able to rest on you to be able to do them. So you just tell somebody you are blessed. And and the person see manifestations of blessing. Why? Use, look at it. Believers that thou know that I am in the Father and the Father in me. The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me. I, I was supposed, I, I wanted to hear, or I was expecting to see, he speaketh these words. Read it. He said, the words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, the father that dwelleth in me, he speaketh these words. That is what I wanted to see. But I didn't see that. He said, the father that dwelleth in me, he doeth. So I speak, he doeth. That is why I was telling you in the morning. 
You joke with words of prophecy. You speak, he works. You speak, he works. You speak, he works. <laughs> I'll share this with you. You saw the woman with the um, the glasses? When I took the glasses off her and I said, go, you will see. You know what the angel of the Lord did? She was given a new eye. Because I said, she will see. How it will be, I don't know. I never said this. It's not everything that you have to say. She received new eyes immediately. Sometimes, maybe you have lost your purse at home. You come for a service. And whilst the meeting is going on, the man of God can just say, your purse is found. On your fridge. Meanwhile, the purse fell under the bed. But because you spoke, the angel of God will rush to the house, pick it from under the bed, and put it on the fridge. So when we speak words of prophecy to you, we call things into being. That's what prophecy is. She received a new eye. I was confident. I just knew she would see. Your words are not supposed to be mere. So when you are saying, oh, I'm a blessed man. I'm a rich man. I'm this, I'm that. Why are they not happening? Saying must have works. If you say and it doesn't have works, that's why God said, even if a prophet speaks, and it does not come to pass. Don't be afraid of him. Why? Because God is not with him. Because if God is with him, God will make sure. He said, I will make sure the words of my servants do not fall to the ground. Meaning God is with him. So the prophet speaks the word. God takes the word and works it. Are you with me? So when a man of God says, go, you are blessed. That's all. He has spoken the word. Then God that dwelleth will take the word and work it out. The question is, why do you say them? When I see a broken bone and I said, the bone is healed. If God must bring a new bone, because if he doesn't do it, then he is not with me. Are you getting it? Look at it. He said, the father who dwelleth in me, he doeth these works. He doeth the works. The Holy Ghost is the work of the father. You speak the word, it comes to pass. You speak, the, stand before your mirror, you joke with your life. You are always looking for a prophet to speak into your life. And unfortunately, they, they speak word of knowledge and word of wisdom to you. Your name is this, your name, and you are intrigued. Don't you know your name already? <laughs> Stand before the mirror. Look at yourself. You see, walk by faith. And you speak. Thank you, Heavenly Father. 
that I am a blessed man. Thank you, Jesus, for what you did for me on the cross. All things have been given unto me. Lord, as I leave for my office today, I speak forth productivity. I speak forth increase. I speak forth enlargement. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, angels of God, you are dispatched now. Go! You see, you speak like a man of authority. And I keep telling you, a lot of believers pray without releasing angels to go. Because you never believe in the ministry of angels. You never, never. Meanwhile, the Bible says that in Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14, it says, are these angels not ministering spirit sent forth to them who shall inherit salvation? Have I inherited salvation? Now, if you pray and you don't dispatch angels, it means you have not accepted salvation yet. You have not, it's not, it's not in your mind. You have not come to the understanding of the benefit of salvation. One of the benefits of salvation is to be conscious of angelic presence that has been given you. Are they not ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs? Is that what role then do the angels have? The angels are spirit messengers sent by God to serve those who are going to be saved. Are you saved? If I am saved, then it means God has sent angels, ministering spirits. They are called ministering servants. Servants. I have servants. They are here. How can you say my money is missing? How can you say my mother is dying in the village? How can you say they are, they are, they are planning to sack me? How can you say that they are conspiring to, sack, to do something? Are they not ministering spirits? Are they not? They are. Am I saved? Yes, I am saved. Therefore, ministering spirits, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, go and make it happen. Go and make it happen. Why? They are your servants. Say, they are my servants. He said, are not, yes, are not angels, are not the angels, all ministering spirits, servants. Please don't forget that. They are servants. Of course, not all of them. But they are ones that have been assigned to you. They have been sent to you. Sent. You know what amazes me here? It's not just one. Read. Ministering. Now, the Spirit of God is just sharing with me now. How much of revelation you have determines how much is added on to you. If you have one angel and you are not using it, there's no need God to have to give it God, for God to add another one to be two. But if you are utilizing the, the presence of angels and they are not able to carry the thing, imagine that you need a thing today and they are bringing it tomorrow. Then God knows that they needed, you need four more. So they can dis, dis, dispatch what you are looking for in time. Oh, are they not ministering spirits, ministering servants sent out into the service of God for the assistance, for the assistance of those who are to inherit? So I have now inherited salvation. So they have been sent to me as an assistant. Huh? And they are working with you every day. And they are asking you, Anita, say something. 
Dorinda says something. Eh? Adesi says something. Eh? Tina says something. You are not saying anything. You are always praying. Oh, man of God, can you pray for me? Man of God, can. Meanwhile, there are servants that have been sent to you, but you are not dispatching them. The day you understand the revelation, there is no day you will ever pray. And when you are done praying and say, in the name of Jesus, then you say, therefore, angels of God, servants of God, you were given to me as, a, as a, a, somebody that has inherited salvation. Therefore, now, in the name of Jesus Christ, I dispatch you. Go and make it happen. Go and make it. Is this the real? You can be sitting in the office. Use it. We are looking for money. Look, I'm telling you, we have come to that dispensation where we don't sweat too much because you have too much to bring unto you all that you are seeking for. Bible says all things are yours. Don't you get it? You don't have cash on you today. And you are sitting down and you are crying. Why are you crying? Why are you why are you why are you memorying? When there are servants, angels of God at your disposal, all you have to say is that thank God that he became poor, that I will become rich. Oh, I am a rich Christian in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Say, angels of God, ministry spirit that have been sent out unto me now in the name of Jesus Christ. I need some thousand Ghana cities right now. I dispatch you. Go and make it happen. Go and make it happen. Yeah, sit down for me. Does this thing work? Oh, yes. I have seen it work in our lives severally. I do their talking. They do the working. Don't sweat. You have so much to receive so much. You are, you are worried about a man. You will marry. I, I don't get a man to marry. You, you are crazy. So what? You have to go and fornicate over and over in a man's house for him to marry you. When at the end of the day, he will not be the right one for you. When you can sit in your house... I'm coming to tell you something about prayer. And then you pray. Therefore, angels of God, go. I need this kind of a man. Go and make sure this thing happens. I dispatch you in the name of Jesus Christ. You know what? They will go. They find a man. They say, uh-uh. They look at what you said. You don't know this. But anytime, as I'm teaching right now, there are three angels here with a scroll. They are writing everything I am saying. <laughs> you think angels know all things? There are some revelations that come from the inner, <laughs> the deep part of God that we speak that they hear. So as I begin to speak over you, they take a book, a scroll, and they write. Then they go. If they see a man, they look at the description. Uh-uh. 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 remember sleep sleep and just wait for your parcel you didn't hear me I said sleep and wait for your parcel instead of sitting down and crying I don't have a job to do I don't have money in my pocket Ah, there are times I, I 
am going to work and I did not remember to put money in my pocket for transport. As I am going like this, one, two, three, I will hear cracker in my pocket. As I put my money in my hand in my pocket, it is transportation from all the places where I will get down to my office. I remember this day, I will never forget it. I left my wallet on our fridge. I called my father and I said, Oh, check on the fridge. Is my wallet there? He said, Your wallet is there. I got to 37 and I started singing and I started speaking in tongues. As I was going, I felt something heavy in my pocket and I went, I did this. I said, What is this? I put my hand there. My wallet on the fridge was found in my pocket. The angel of the Lord took the wallet. Then I called my father. I said, check there. Is the wallet there? He said, it's not there. He doesn't know if that's falling behind. I said, sir, it doesn't falling behind. It's in my pocket right now. For the Bible says, we lose nothing. You have angels at your disposal. Why are you weeping? Why are you crying? Why are you murmuring? Why are you lamenting? God, why? God, why? The angels are saying, say something. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, let the angels go. We need 3,000. We need 5,000 to pay A, B, C, D. We will not be a ministry that has debts. Hear me. We will not be a ministry that owes people. So can happen in your, so the same can happen in your life. Let the Holy Ghost rest on you. That is why we teach you the grace of God. That is why we teach you the gospel. It's not because we don't have anything more to say. Because there's nobody more important than him. There's no subject that is worth studying than Jesus. There's no words that are better to hear than the words of Jesus. There's no matter that is worth speaking than the words of Jesus. If you came here to hear me say, receive the spirit of Elijah, receive the spirit of Elisha and, and Moses and etc. Ladies and gentlemen, John the Baptist was even greater than them. And the Bible said the least in his father's house is greater than John. Which means Elijah and the rest, we are greater. How then do I want their spirit when I carry the greatest? It looks like I'm talking to you people. How can you carry the spirit of Christ in your being and you want El don't you understand? Elisha's spirit is part. It's just one, one, one it's just a, a fringe of the of the totality of the spirit that you have in your innermost person. Do you want to call fire to come on earth? You don't need necessarily Elijah's spirit, because that one is part of the fullness of the spirit. Do you want to divide the waters? You don't need the spirit of Moses. Because the totality of the spirit includes that one as well. Whatever you need the spirit to do, it is already there. The Bible calls it the immeasurable. The immeasurable. The immeasurable spirits. He says recite in you. For listening to this message, we believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit, and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Raymond Night, at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our prophetic service on Friday at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in our Fernessa service on Sunday at 8 a.m. 
Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny Hyphen Jedu, and on Instagram at Prophet Danny Jedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. To receive our weekly newsletters, please subscribe to www.pdgministries.org. You can contact Word and Spirit International on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-54937-7290 or plus 233-50432-8959 or plus 233-2751-00800. So many people have received testimonies by listening to these podcasts. Now, if you are one such person, share your testimony with us by leaving a write up of it in the comment section or send it to us via email to contact pdgministries.org you were made to live from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world you are blessed Name.